This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast presented by MonkeyNightFight.com. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. Week 8 uh, nearly uh, upcoming, and with Week 7 nearly in the books, it's time to focus our attention, Fun Buns, on you know some potential changes that are right now in the air in fantasy land. We got some Buccaneer bingo going on with Bruce Arians in this revolving door backfield. I guess 100-yard performances in consecutive order are not good enough for you, as Leonard Fournette actually had the lion's share of the snaps this past week against Las Vegas, rendering Ronald Jones in a secondary duty. So with that in mind, knowing that Kenyon Drake, yeah, Arizona's going to be in a bye week in week eight, but Chase Edmonds just had more pop, more sizzle, more burst in that breathtaking matchup against your Seattle Seahawks. Rest of season, as if I post this hypothetically, who would you rather have, Chase Edmonds or Leonard Fournette, assuming a half point per reception format? Yeah, I think Chase Edmonds, because he was already popping a little bit here and there, even playing completely behind Kenyon Drake. He was really kind of the guy in the passing game more so than Drake, who hasn't been involved in the passing game much there. But here we go. If Kenyon Drake misses a few weeks, I think there's every opportunity for Chase Edmonds to come in and solidify not even just a platoon uh, spot, like a, a bigger platoon spot. I think if he's good enough, Kenyon Drake could come back and maybe be the slight minority side of a platoon, and Chase Edmonds could uh, end up kind of stealing uh, the majority share of this backfield, even if it's only by a little bit. Uh, they they run a lot of plays in this offense. There's there's opportunities for running backs in the passing game for sure. So. I don't know what's going on week to week with uh, Leonard Fournette and with Bruce Arians. And I just think from a predictability standpoint, a usability standpoint, I think on a more consistent basis, Chase Edmonds has the likelihood of helping you out. Uh, I think he makes some very salient points. But if Drake comes back, you know, the ankle injury doesn't prove all that serious MRI results were initially negative. Uh, I think Edmonds could definitely have more value in a full-point PPR. I think Fournette, though, is right there. I think this is neck and neck. I'd actually side with Fournette because I'm always looking ahead, Brandon. You know how I love to peer at the <laughs> schedule. And, again, Tampa Bay's fantasy playoff slate, weeks 14 through 16, Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. You can't run on Atlanta, but Fournette has been heavily deployed as a pass-catching running back. Uh, there's a lot of RB2-level performances over that three-game money-making stretch, and I think it will give him a slight advantage over Evans. But, again, both these guys are uh, really mirror images, I think, rest of season in terms of overall fantasy value. Week 8 coming up. Give me a quarterback stream of the week that you're digging. How about Derek Carr? Uh, Ooh, yeah. I mean, here's a guy who's just been consistent. You look at since week one, I think his last five games, he's had at least two touchdown passes. Four of those five games, at least 20 fantasy points. So you have to love that. Cleveland, we know that they're a good run-stopping defense, but they, you know, how you can hurt them is through the air. We saw Joe Burrow do just that. And I think Derek Carr can get his usual, you know, 275, 280 yards, two, maybe three touchdowns. I think he has a good chance to be a back-end QB1, at least finish in the upper half of the QB class this week. I think it's a great call. I think Teddy Bridgewater is an obvious one. Uh, Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons, it's the deep-fried Falcons. Uh, Joe Burrow out there in shallow leagues as Cincinnati gets Tennessee. You can you know do whatever you want to the Titans right now offensively. 
And, hell, I'll even throw Baker Mayfield out there. Same game, different name with Derek Carr. I mean, Baker Mayfield was brilliant. Uh, the Yeah, he lost OBJ. We're going to get to some of the options as fill-ins available in this Cleveland Browns team. But as long as he can you know, have some decent protection, uh, he is more than capable of carving people up. But, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Rev the engine with Derek Carr there. And if you want to speed off into the fantasy sunset about after all the cash that you make, uh, you go right now and play monkeyknifefight.com. If you are a connoisseur of the player props, monkeyknifefight.com is an awesome place to get in on some of that props action. It's just you against the book. Uh, it's not you against lineup accumulators, and it's just more or less. It's all the game is. Over or under on yards, on receptions, on fantasy points, on touchdowns. Use that promo code FTN when you sign up. Again, promo code FTN. TN at monkeyknifefight.com to get a free $5 game on the house. If you are a new user, make some gold hard cash at monkeyknifefight.com. Let's get to today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, it's a waiver wire episode here for week number eight. So uh, let's go to the running back position here in our first of the Fantasy Five. I got a three-pack of players. Uh, go ahead and rank them for me. And how much you'd be willing to spend on the top option, LaMichael Pirine. Looks like he's becoming, uh, you know, soon the lion's share carrier. He found the end zone last week against the Buffalo Bills. 16% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Tevin Coleman expected to come off the IR. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. injured now. Jarek McKinnon getting some bizarre rest. Uh, and Jermichael Hasty also still involved in that mix. Gus Edwards, 7% rostered right now. Uh, Mark Ingram in question with the mid-high ankle sprain. Got J.K. Dobbins there. Game script, obviously very dependent. Baltimore upcoming hosts the Pittsburgh Steelers. So rank those three, and again, on that top option, fab cash-wise, tell me what you would be willing to spend. Oh, gosh, I think I don't really want any of these guys, but I, <laughs> I think if I had to rank them, I'm going to go P. Ryan because – what the hell else do the Jets have to do other than develop young people and and work on continuing to lose games? And I just <laughs> look at Frank Gore is nice as an as a mentor, but he should not be stealing significant uh, playing time from Lamichael Piran. They need to see what they have in him uh, before next off season. And so I expect his role to continue to grow. It's not a great environment, but he can catch the ball a little bit too. And that. They haven't been throwing a ton to their running backs, but we know Sam Darnold threw to his running back Le'Veon Bell a ton last year, and maybe yep. they'll start mixing that a little bit more uh, going forward. Tevin Coleman's interesting because he's in the most vaunted backfield in fantasy football, but it's one that when Raheem Mostert's back in a few weeks and, and they got Jermichael Hasty and you got Jarek McKinnon, it's just a, as socialist as it could be for a little while, I'm expecting. So I'll rank him second. I'll go Gus Edwards third. I have a feeling that Mark uh, Ingram injury is not going to be too bad, and we're going to see the three-headed monster return in full force soon. Yeah, I'm in agreement with the, your pecking order here. So give me LaMichael Pirine, uh, then Tevin Coleman, then Gus Edwards. I think Tevin Coleman and Pirine are you know really neck and neck, quite honestly. Yeah. But, you know, what am I firing off? A few bucks? Abe Lincoln? You know, unless you're in a super challenging league, like if you're one of those sickos like me that plays in a 20-teamer and you're just trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip, then by all means, spend a little bit more. But, yeah, terribly, woefully unexciting. Number four. All right, hopefully this one will uh, get our blood pumping a little bit more. A couple of tight ends have made some noise 
in week seven. It could be Noyce moving forward. Richard Rodgers of the Philadelphia Eagles, 8% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, he went for eight targets, six catches, 85 yards, no touchdown last Thursday night. Or Harrison Bryant, who scored that once but twice. David Njoku also found the end zone against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bryant only 1% rostered. Uh, Looks like Austin Hooper is going to miss at least another week coming off that appendicitis procedure. So give me your take on both these guys. Uh, Harrison Bryant looks like the future there at tight end for Cleveland. He looks good. Um, Richard Rogers, Dallas Goddard coming back. Who knows if he, you know, just fades back into the woodwork. But... Um, I have a feeling that they're going to look to explore more into what they got in Harrison Bryant um, and with the appendicitis for Austin Hooper, the way Bryant's been playing, they can afford to slow play Hooper back into the mix. And by that point, who knows, Baker Mayfield just may have fallen completely in love Mm. with his rookie tight end. So I'm going to play the upside favorite, in my mind, in Harrison Bryant. I'm going to play the higher floor, in my estimation, and um, in the sense of immediacy as well, because the matchup upcoming, it's downright glorious for the Eagles. Uh, We all are going to be force-fed this on Sunday night in prime Mm. time. It's Dallas, for crying out little D! Tenth most fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. And again, you know, what the Eagles love to do, uh, it is 12 personnel early and often, do it over 50% of the time. So I'm going to be more inclined to go after Rodgers, uh, probably 5 to $8 wager or bid there. Harrison Bryant, probably 3 to 5 bucks. though I, I agree. Tremendous amount of upside there for the Brownie, who could pack some bite with all the injuries impacting old Cleveland. Number three. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Brandon Ayuk at 40%, 48% rostered of the San Francisco 49ers. No Debo Samuels going to be out for what we feel is multiple games due to a hamstring injury. Or Cole Beasley. Oh, Cole Beasley. Over 100 yards last week operating out of the slot for the Buffalo Bills. He's rostered in 40% of Yahoo leagues. Give me your take on both these guys. Uh, man, I think Cole Beasley is a safer play ad. Brandon Ayuk maybe has the higher upside, but I say that after a week in which Beasley had 11 catches for 112 yards. You know, you look back to kind of middle of last year, he's been sort of a regular solid contributor. I, I think Brandon Ayuk's more talented, but uh, a lot of how good his value will be will be dependent upon how long Debo Samuel is out. So, Oddly enough, if I'm really in a competitive fantasy league and I need to get in and get out on somebody here that's going to help me uh, for now and for the rest of the season, I'm probably going Cole Beasley. I Mm. think these guys are very close, and I'm actually – Really interested in having both of them on my, you know, competitive twelve teams uh, fantasy leagues going forward. Yeah, I don't disagree with that viewpoint. I mean, Cole Beasley seems to be locked in at like seven, eight, nine targets every single week. There is a, a ton of trust right now between Josh Allen and him. A defense is so focused on Stephon Diggs. All he's doing is taking advantage of soft zone coverage repeatedly. <laughs> That's what the yeah. Jets ran. I mean, he was wide ass open underneath on a lot of the quick slants and, you know, quick posts that he was running. And he was just chewing up, you know, yards and seven, eight, nine-yard bits. And I think that's going to continue moving forward. So I'm with you there. I'd probably fire off 12 to 15 bucks, uh, particularly in a PPR format, to acquire Cole Beasley services. And then Brandon Ayuk, you know, we, you and I have said he's the Spider-Man meme to Debo Samuel, right? Uh, the twins mm-hmm. pointing at one another. 
and he is certainly a player who's going to skyrocket. The Yak King So they called him down there in Tempe at Arizona State University. And, you know, a Debo Samuel sideline for multiple games, you know, he's a guy that, you know, can do damage on the jet sweeps. He can beat you down the field. He's got that explosivity. And he could, you get, uh, you know, who do you got? Oh, Seattle. You get Seattle this week. That's what I was, I thought Dallas for a minute. Maybe Dallas is on the rise too. But you get Seattle, which is like the next best thing. The Seahawks give up nothing but big plays downfield. And again, with his after catch abilities, I love me some Brandon Ayuk. I'd probably go 20 bucks to get him on my roster. Pan for gold in San Francisco. They could be didn't in their hills with Brandon Ayuk. Number two. All right, let's go a little deeper, a wide receiver. Uh, OBJ done for the year, torn ACL. Uh, we talked about Harrison Bryant maybe picking up the slack there for Cleveland. Marquez Callaway, meanwhile, made some noise last week for the New Orleans Saints. We got trade rumors. Oh, the winds. You hear that, Brandon? They're blowing for Michael Thomas. I think it's a long shot that he gets dealt, but you never know. Uh, so what are your viewpoints on Rashard Hollywood, the other Hollywood Higgins, uh, or Marquise or Marquez Callaway? What's your preference between these two here moving forward? Well, you know, Callaway, eventually Michael Thomas back, eventually Emmanuel Sanders back, and even if it's just Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, Callaway could get squeezed a bit. This is the yeah. first time that we've really seen him uh, – you know, significantly make an impact, and it was because Sanders and Thomas were gone, both gone. So those guys are coming back. So I'm going to go with Higgins, who basically is the plug-and-play for OBJ, and he's the only Cleveland Browns receiver to go over 100 yards this year. I don't love the situation because the Browns want to run the ball, and Baker Mayfield is spotty uh, in the passing game, and none of these receivers were getting rich even when it was OBJ and Jarvis Landry, and so I don't know that Higgins, you can expect uh, you know better results from Higgins on a week-in and week-out basis over OBJ. I just... I like him better as a as as a guy over Marquez Callaway, though. I like him better as a person, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm all about Higgins, man. I like him quite a bit. I've always liked the player. I'm one of those Colorado State guys, like you know, free Michael Gallup right now. Can he get traded somewhere where people could utilize him properly? I really want to see that happen. The deadline, and look, we're gonna have a ton of fallout potentially mid to late this week. You know, because of the COVID protocols and everything else, and the trade line trade deadline. I know it was the first week of November, but you could see moves happen imminently, uh, which could you know pave the way for some of these guys to get opportunities. But Higgins, I love the secondary analytics: a ninety-one point seven catch rate, fourteen point three a dot, thirteen point six yards per target. And they get Vegas here on the immediate horizon, which has allowed seven point eight pass yards per attempt. And Trayvon Mullen, who would probably likely see in coverage often, a one twenty plus passer rating. Get your hands. On Hollywood Higgins. Number one. All right, last one. Carlos Hyde. Chris Carson suffered a much of my chagrin and yours as well. As a Seattle fan, a a midfoot sprain. Uh, We don't know what his timetable is at tape time in terms of how long he's going to be out. But Hyde right now, 89% available in Yahoo Leagues. you got a pile of cash sitting there. You need a running back to plug and play this week that we get San Francisco how much are you willing to spend? Uh, eight to ten bucks, and I think uh, you're probably going to say that's not going to get him for nope, me. But I just, you it. know, I'm just not overly interested in him in him long term. I might pay more if I'm a Chris Carson, someone who's rostering Chris Carson, because 
you know, it covers you going forward. If this midfoot strain is sprain is something that just doesn't go away or it has a it has a tendency to linger, but you should have had Carlos Hyde before yeah. this. Um, so yeah, if you're a Carson rosterer, maybe you're going fifteen to twenty just to get yourself some insurance. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. It's fifteen to twenty bucks. I I think if you go that high, you got a chance of acquiring him. It just you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, and everybody's got a little bit different in terms of how much fab cash they have left. You know, some people blew the load on Chase Claypool and Travis Fulgham. Others have blown it on like uh, James Robinson earlier in the season. So you know, there are a lot of uh, unpredictable factors here at play. But yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, if you need him as an insurance policy, it's fifteen to twenty bucks. If you need him just for this week, it's a one week rental. Then you need to go far less than that. You know, I think he's got a shot, maybe 60 yards and a touchdown. It is Seattle. They do live inside the red zone, even though San Francisco is allowed the fewest fantasy points, the running back position. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please follow Funston on Twitter at Brandon Funston and all of his excellent work and his colleagues as well, The Athletic. You can follow me at Noisy Huevos and check out my sweetest sites, FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTNBets.com. Use promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to get 10% off your subscription today drop us a rating and a review would you kindly and until next time adios amigos